As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Well, good New Year's Eve, High Point. So good to see each and every one of you this morning. If you're joining us online right now live, welcome. We're glad that you're streaming with us. So good for us to gather together before the evening celebrations, to gather together to worship the Lord in this place. Can we thank the Lord for just the worship that we already experienced here this morning? I know it ministered to my soul. I hope it ministered to your soul as well. Well, today marks the end of a year. It's 1231-23. So if you're into numbering sequences, it's one, two, three, one, two, three. How cool is that? One, two, three, one, two, three, let's go, right? Tomorrow is a brand new year, a brand new year full of opportunities, opportunities to grow and to learn opportunities to develop and deepen relationships, opportunities to set some goals and to get after the goals, opportunities to be able to replace unhealthy habits with healthy rhythms and routines, opportunities to be able to engage with God in fresh and meaningful ways. How many of you want to grow in prayer in 2024? How many of you want to grow in frequency and fervency in your prayer? If you have a copy of God's word, whether it's physical or digital, I encourage you to open it up to Psalm 143. That's where we're going to be today. We're returning to our series, Dear Lord. It kicked off in the summer with Pastor Ron. We've been looking at different prayers in the Bible. We started with Jonah, a prayer of repentance. Hannah, a prayer of gratitude. Jesus, a prayer of unity. Solomon, a prayer for wisdom. Paul, a prayer for gospel impact. The title of the message today is this. David, a prayer of anticipation. As we're anticipating all that God is going to do in a new year, let's let Psalm 143 guide us together today. So as we dig into Psalm 143, I think it's important for us to understand the background of Psalm 143. Some scholars believe that David is writing this Psalm in response to his son Absalom's rebellion, trying to usurp the throne. Some scholars believe David is writing this as Saul is pursuing him for his own life. Either way, we know this, that David is in dire straits that David is facing a trial. David is in a season of suffering. How many of you can identify with that? As you look back on 2023, perhaps this has been a year of trial for you. Maybe it was a medical diagnosis, a financial hardship, a relational issue a season of suffering and struggling. It's been said that you're either in a trial, you're coming out of a trial, or you're headed into a trial. So if you are in the minority and you didn't experience a trial in 2023, buckle up. (laughs) Because you're going to experience a trial, multiple trials, likely 
in 2024. And so here is David in the midst of a trial. And what does he do? He realizes that God is his only hope and help. And so David cries out to the Lord in prayer. What a great example for all of us here today. That prayer shouldn't be a last resort, but a first priority. And so if you're taking notes here today, we're going to look at six ways to grow in prayer in 2024. Jot these down as we go through Psalm 143 together, starting with this. The first way to grow in prayer is pray confidently. Well, where do we see this in the text? Notice here in verses one and two, it says this, hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my pleas for mercy in your faithfulness. Answer me in your righteousness, enter into judgment with your servant, enter not into judgment with your servant for no one living is righteous before you. Notice what he says here. Hear my prayer, O Lord. The word Lord, capital L-O-R-D. Pastor Ron has taught this to us before. That's the personal reference to God. At first, when we read these verses, it may seem like David is demanding, hear me, O Lord. But David isn't like the angry parent who has this power struggle with the teenager. You better listen to me right now. That's not David. David isn't being demanding, but David is desperate. Hear me. Hear me, oh Lord. He's praying by faith with confidence that God is hearing him. One of the things that keeps us from praying is doubt. Does God really hear my prayers? Yes, God hears your prayers. Your prayers don't go to voicemail. They don't go to some operator who puts you on hold indefinitely. You're never out of service as it relates to prayer. In fact, we have direct access to God. We have him on speed dial because of Jesus. That's why we end our prayers in Jesus name. Amen. Because of Jesus, we have direct access to God. And what does amen mean? It means let it be so. So we can pray with confidence. Let it be so. And so does God answer our prayers? Does God hear our prayers? Yes, God hears every prayer. Notice what David says here in your back, in your faithfulness, answer me. And so David is recalling God's faithfulness. He's reminding God that he is a faithful God. He's reminding God of his character. And he knows that God is going to answer him. And so I hope that we understand this is that prayer isn't a man-made invention. But prayer is God's idea. In fact, this is what it says in Jeremiah 33.3, it says this, Pastor Ron already quoted it for us in this service. God says, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and hidden things. So notice in this verse, several things that God invites us to pray. God says, call to me. 
that God answers our prayer. Notice it says, I will answer you. It's not, I might answer you. Or there's a possibility or a probability. No, I will answer you. And there's power in prayer. I will show you great and hidden things that God works through the prayers of his people. That we can pray with confidence because God calls us to pray to him. It says this in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. It says, this is the confidence that we have towards him. That if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. Do you see this? This is the confidence that he hears us. And if he, we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. And so David was able to pray confidently. How can you grow in praying confidently in 2024? Again, we're looking at six ways to grow in prayer in 2024. First is to pray confidently. The second thing is to pray honestly. Well, where do we see this? Just kind of follow along with the text. It says this starting in verse three, for the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in the darkness like those long dead. Therefore, verse four, my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. Do you sense that David is exhausted? David's exhausted physically. And he's exhausted emotionally. That David understands his emotions. David isn't denying his emotions. He's not trying to run from his emotions. He's not trying to hide his emotions. But he brings his emotions to God. And he's emotionally honest with God in his prayer. His prayer is real. His prayer is raw. I've discovered that if I'm going to be honest, emotionally honest with God, that I need to first be emotionally honest with myself. Most people, they don't understand their emotions because they don't understand their emotions. They're not comfortable with their emotions because they're not comfortable with their emotions. They don't talk about their emotions. And because they don't do these things, many people are emotionally unhealthy. They, they suppress their emotions in unhealthy ways. They express their emotions in unhealthy ways, but there is a better way. Notice what David did. David brought his emotions to God. What would it look like for you to be more emotionally honest with God in your prayers in 2024? Dear Lord, I am fill in the blank. Dear Lord, I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm weary. 
Dear Lord, I'm anxious, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Dear Lord, I'm struggling, I'm discouraged, I'm fearful. What would it look like for you to be more honest in your prayers, emotionally honest in your prayers in 2024? So pray confidently, pray honestly. Here's the third thing, pray passionately. Where do we see this? Well, we're marching our way through Psalm 143. So verse five, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. Notice all these verbs. I remember, I meditate, I ponder. What does it mean to remember? It means to call to mind. What does it mean to meditate? This isn't the emptying of your mind like Eastern mysticism, but this is the filling of your mind. What does it mean to ponder? It means to reflect. So what is it that David is remembering, meditating, and pondering? Well, he is remembering, meditating, pondering all that God has done and that he's remembering the work of God's hands. Why is this so important? Because if we forget the works of God, we lose the wonder of God. So how have you experienced the work of God in your life in this past year, in 2023? Perhaps a good exercise today or tomorrow would be to just grab a piece of paper and just to jot down God's work in your life in this last year. To remember, to meditate, to ponder God's work and his hand in your life. What would you put on this list? How has God provided for you? How's God protected you this year? Oftentimes we take those things for granted. Jot down the ways that God has blessed you and give thanks to him for that. Give thanks to God for the challenges, knowing that God is working even when you don't see him working. My guess, if you were to do this exercise, you would need probably more than a piece of paper, right? How many pieces of paper would you need? Would you need this whole tabloid of paper to remember to meditate, and to ponder on God's work in your life. You see, when we forget the works of God, we lose the wonder of God. But the opposite is true. When we remember the works of God, we stand in wonder of God. So notice the next verse here. It says that I will stretch out my hands to you, that my soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Do you see how verse six is a verse of worship? And then it ends with this interesting word. If you know the Psalms, you'll see this repeated, but it's not a word that we use in our common English language. What's the word? The word is Selah. And that those that would write the Psalms would often put Selah in the middle of the Psalms because the Psalms are so packed with all this truth that there's this word Selah and Selah means to pause, to think, to consider. And so before we rush on to the next verses, pause and think and consider. 
Selah. Well, why don't we just Selah right now? Why don't we just pray to the Lord right now in your minds and in your hearts? Just follow along with me as we pray together. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your work this year. Your work this year in my life and in my family and our church. God, I give thanks to you for your blessings. And fill this in. What is it that God has blessed you with? Call some things to mind. His provision, his protection. God, I thank you for these blessings. God, I thank you for the challenges that I've faced this year. What challenges and trials have you faced? Just fill in the blanks. I give thanks to you even for these challenges because I know that you're working even when it's hard to see you working. And so God, give us eyes to see you at work in our lives. Give us hearts of gratitude for who you are and for what you have done. We pray this in the name of Jesus and all of God's people say, amen. amen. So we're looking at six ways to grow in prayer. So let's move on to number four. Number four is this, is to pray expectantly. Well, where do we see this? Starting in verse seven. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my heart fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. David is kind of feeling alone. He's feeling like God's playing this cosmic hide and go seek with him. And so then he says this in verse eight. He says, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. For in you I trust. Make me know the way that I should go. For you to lift, for, for to you I lift up my soul. So notice right here, right in the middle, he says this, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. For in you I trust. So who is David trusting? David's trusting in the Lord. And David's trusting in his steadfast, his hesed love. This reminds me of Lamentations chapter three. Maybe this is familiar to you. Lamentations three, it says this, but this I call to mind. So this I recall. Sometimes we need to make ourselves remember truths that we know to be true. And we need to remind ourselves for this I call to mind. And therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. How amazing is that? His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. What does steadfast mean? It means constant. It means steady. It means faithful. That's who God is. And that's God's love for you. It's steady, it's constant, it's faithful, his love for you. So his steadfast love never ceases. His mercies are unending. Do you see the word picture that's used here to remind us of how unending his mercies are? What's the word picture? The word picture is the sun rising in the morning. And so as surely as the sun is going to rise tomorrow morning on a new year, so God's mercies will be new for you tomorrow. 
and new for you the next day and the next day and the next day. His mercies are new for you each and every morning. So today it was foggy out, right? I love the snow, actually. I wish we had snow on Christmas Eve. It was great to see a little bit of snow, but it's foggy. I didn't see the sunrise. Did the sun rise? Did it? Did you see it? We didn't see the sunrise, but the sun rose. And even on those foggy days, when you can't see God working in your life, God's mercies are new each and every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So no matter what 2024 has in store for you, I trust that it's a lot of blessing. But with the blessing comes a lot of challenges. And even in those trials, we can pray expectantly. Why? Because of God's steadfast love and his mercies are new each and every morning. Five ways to grow in prayer. Number five is this, is to pray obediently. Pray obediently. Deliver me from my enemies. Sometimes our enemies are outside. Sometimes our enemies are people. Sometimes our enemies culture. But oftentimes, think about this, oftentimes our enemies are inside. They're internal. We ourselves are our own worst enemies. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Notice he is going to God for his refuge. Not to Netflix, not to substances, not to comfort food. But he's going to God for his refuge. And I love this, verse 10. Underline this in your Bibles. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Teach me to do your will. How many of you want to know God's will for your life in 2024? All of us want to know God's will, right? Oftentimes we've made God's will really complicated and it's not. There's two aspects to God's will. There's God's sovereign will and God's moral will. God's sovereign will, what God wants to have happen will happen. God's sovereign will will never be thwarted. Then there's God's moral will. What is God's moral will? God's moral will is what he reveals in his word, that God gives us some instruction in his word for our protection and our provision. And so I read it, I believe it, and then I live it. That's God's moral will. So God's will is less about where you live. It's more about how you live. It's less about what job should I have. It's more about who will you be on the job that you have. God's will is less about the person that you marry. As important as that is, God's will is more about who are the person that you are in marriage and as you wait for marriage. And so... David is able to pray obediently. How would it look like for you to walk in God's will in 2024? Maybe it would be good to pull out another piece of paper and do just an inventory in your own life, just some introspection in your life. 
from this past year? In what ways did you become more like Jesus or less like Jesus in 2023? Just be honest. Where have you allowed there to be apathy or more compromise in your life? Where have you allowed there to be an unhealthy habit in your life? What is holding you back from fully following the Lord and experiencing God's fullness in your life? And then jot those things down. And then come back to verse 10. And to pray this, teach me to do your will, for you are my God, not just a God or the God, but you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. What would it look like if you were to pray verse 10 every day this week? Just every day this week, you just prayed, God, teach me to do your will. Let me walk obediently according to what you desire for me, because you're my God. Let your good spirit, let the Holy Spirit lead me today. Lead me on level ground. Sixth way to grow in prayer in 2024 is this, is to pray exclusively. And here we wrap up Psalm 143. Everyone still tracking? Here we go. Verse, uh, thir- uh, verse 11. For your name's sake, O Lord. So, so David is praying not for his self-glory, but he's praying for God's glory. Preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will, be cu- you will cut off my enemies. And you will des- destroy all the adversaries of my soul. And get this, underline these five words. For I am your servant. I love that. What a great reminder as we're heading into a new year that we are God's servants, not vice versa. That we are here to serve God. God is not here to serve us. Do we understand that? That we need to remember that when we pray to God. That we are God's servants in our home. God's servants in our community. God's servants in our workplaces. God's servants in this church, that we are God's servants. And so how is it that you need to grow in prayer in 2024? We've looked at six ways, six ways to grow in prayer in 2024. Pray confidently, pray honestly, pray passionately, pray expectantly, pray obediently, pray exclusively. In which of these areas do you need to grow in prayer in 2024. What if this year, as we start a new year, we've got a new opportunity, a new opportunity to reset some things. What if this year, as we get out of bed, our first priority is not this, but our first priority is this. What if we started every day this year, five or 10 minutes, in prayer, instead of first going to our phones to check for texts and emails and scroll through social medias and news alert. Do you think it would be any different this year, 2024, than in the past if we made prayer a first priority? 
Well, let's be real practical with this. Here are some ways to keep prayer fresh and focused. We're going to do this super quick. The worship team can come. Uh, Pray God's word. So as you open up God's word, that you would just pray God's word back to him. Use the Acts prayer model. What's the Acts prayer model? It's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Just start your prayer with adoring God for who he is. Confessing things that you have done, your thoughts, your actions, your attitudes, your um, motives. Confess all those things to God. Well, what's Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is giving thanks to God for who, for what he has been doing in your life, for the good and for the bad. And then supplication is simply making requests, making requests for you as well as making requests for others. Pray the Acts prayer model. Create a prayer list. Have a piece of paper, have a journal where you jot down your personal prayer requests. Jot down the personal prayer requests of other people in your group or other family members. Maybe you want to just have a list of people, loved ones in your life, and you're just praying for them every day or certain days of the week. Your parents and your kids, and you're praying for your neighbors, you're praying for your coworkers. If you create a list, put me on the list, put Pastor Ron on the list, put High Point staff on the list. We would appreciate your prayers each and every day in 2024. Create a prayer list, pray aloud. I found that it's easy to get distracted when I'm just praying in my mind. All of a sudden, my mind starts thinking all different things. Anyone with me? But if I'm praying aloud, it keeps me focused. And then listen to God. So as you read God's word, as you pray to him and talk to him, just pause and let God speak to you. Have some silence listening to him. And then take this attitude of prayer that you start the day with. Take this attitude of prayer with you wherever you go. And pray throughout the day. That's what it means to pray without ceasing. So let me close with this illustration. In 2014, Navy Admiral William Uh, McRaven gave a speech at the University of Texas at their commencement address. It's gone viral. Many of you have maybe heard it. In the speech, he said this. He said, if you want to change the world, start with making your bed. And all the moms said, amen. (laughs) If you want to change the world, start with making your bed. What's so significant about that? What he's saying is that there is significance even in the small things like making your bed. There's significance in doing something at the beginning of the day like making your bed that demonstrates discipline and accomplishment. Let me suggest to us, if you want to change yourself, if you want to change your family, start with prayer. Start with prayer each and every day. It's more than just having good intentions. It takes intentionality. Like any discipline, it takes discipline. It may take some muscle memory to get away from a bad habit, to go to your phone as first priority and go to God as first priority. It may take several weeks to be able to figure this out. But think about how much more healthy you will be in 2024. If you take this to heart and you made prayer a priority, 
a regular rhythm, a regular routine in your life. Ralph Waldo Emerson, he said this, he said, sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit and reap character. Sow character and reap a destiny. That's so true about prayer, isn't it? What if we were to make prayer more of a habit, more of a routine, more of a rhythm in our life in 2024? Can you imagine what God can do in your life and through your life as you become a better person, a stronger person of prayer? And so tomorrow we start a new day, a new year, new opportunities new opportunities to engage with God in fresh and meaningful ways in prayer, new opportunity to start new rhythms and new routines. I'm committed to doing this. Anyone committed to doing this with me? Starting your day in prayer? Let's be encouraging each other all throughout the year. Encourage me, hold me accountable that that is what I am doing as well. And so as we wrap up this year, I encourage us to stand. I think the worship team is here. As we uh, wrap up this year, we're committing this next year to the Lord. We're dedicating it to the Lord. And so let's stand and let's sing this together.